One day, we all woke up. We had forgotten our history, and nobody could remember when. But we knew where we came from, deep in the unknown. And then it started to spread. In the face of an unknowable threat, we ran, never stopping for too long. Humanity lives its life on the run. Welcome to Pace. Previously on Pace. Jackson Daniels. He looks like a guy who's cosplaying as, like, Doctor Who. Lily Van uh, Valdo, who is a priestess of Athena. Roman Mars, who is a newly awoken reckless knowledge seeker. The Outreach Net is responsible for taking a look at and investigating things that are about to fall into the unknown, this period of space where things start getting forgotten. Um, and so you realise that as you're approaching this planet, there'll be trees, there'll be a, almost a dense forest that you can land in. Distress signal located. There are one or two bodies here that you can't discern uh, almost anything about who this person might have been. So you'd say a good descriptor of the second person is like chunky salsa. It seems like some form of animal or animals have done this. There are a number of other dots that start appearing and moving towards the ship fairly rapidly. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, Jackson just starts screaming. I'm just screaming. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> Start screaming, yep. Ah! Good scream, yeah. Nice. I don't want to blow out my microphone. Wait, just to clarify, Jackson, these aren't us again. <laughs> this isn't like last Tuesday. <laughs> Jackson screams and Roman says, is it just us? <laughs> uh, I mean, Jackson just, he's turning around, he's showing everyone the thing. I don't know how many extra life signs have shown up, but I'm assuming it's a, like a fuckload. At this point, it's about six. Oh, that's a lot of dots. Oh, wait, Jackson's still picturing these panda bears he saw in that documentary that were, like, absolutely vicious. Um, so, yeah, he's still very concerned. So as the other two are, are panicking a little, um, Lily is going to, like, try and steal herself a bit and encourage them to, to run further into the ship, like, through the, you know, I assume there's, like, a, a main door from the bridge into the rest of the ship or something. Yes, so the ship, you kind of glance a look at one of these uh, maps that is around the walls of the ship, uh, giving a brief um, understanding of where the emergency exits are, and you basically do the opposite. You try and find your way into the densest, tightest corner of the ship that you can that is the most defensible, um, which is uh, the hold at the very back of the ship. Cool. Okay, uh, these dots are rapidly approaching. Are you guys going to do anything before they arrive? You have maybe two minutes fucking flee into the hold <laughs> like through the ship <laughs> i mean yeah shoot uh could, like what's in there is there anything we could like start to barricade the door with good question why don't we make a knowledge check for me uh let's call it wits actually uh four. Oh, perfect um so you find a number of crates around um and looking in the crates you see uh a lot of high-end wooden boards and things like that like wooden it looks like this was delivering almost parts to be used in the construction of very fine wooden furniture obviously wooden furniture isn't seen much anymore but um is what you find so we're on an ikea show <laughs> see my first instinct was to just push the crates in front of the door but now you're saying there's wooden planks and i assume even though we've moved into space and the world is ending there's still another call of duty zombies every year <laughs> oh, um and and they're still using wooden planks to bar off the doors in that so I'm tempted, I'm tempted to try and do that instead, but I don't think that makes sense. Lily is going to check the connections between her and these things. Okay, uh, you turn your sight on Lily, um, 
and you start seeing the world in its connected form. You see strong connections, of course, between yourself, Roman, and Jackson, and you see these sinewy, meaty connections dragging out, uh, out of the hold, out towards the emergency exit, and outside, away from your line of sight. Um, these sinewy connections kind of tensing and pulsating with excitement as these things, whatever they are, get closer and closer. Uh, okay, so she's going to, like, go over to the chunky salsa on the ground, um, feel a little bit queasy while she does it, and, like, uh, put her, her spacesuit-covered hand into the chunky salsa. Uh, apologies, friend, uh, but I need I need assistance in this moment. May your spirit live on. And she, like, dips her hand into the chunky salsa. And <laughs> I should probably stop referring to it as that. Um, <laughs> I mean, just making me hungry. <laughs> so that's why I had lunch just before. Um, and she's going to drag her, her hand with, like, the salsa um, horizontally across, like, the floor in f- front of her and say, like, by the power of this person's lifeblood, I bid you uh, to leave us. Mm, interesting. And try and break well, the connection. Let's make a practice roll, shall we? Okay. Our very first practice roll. Ooh, yay. All right. Three. Um, okay, uh, so here's what happens. You've noticed these connections have kind of meaty, sinewy uh, tinges to them, and so you reach for this chunky salsa <laughs> in front of you and use it to kind of construct a a similarly meaty, uh, you know, barrier on the floor between you and where these connections are coming from, and it definitely weakens them. You get the sense that your attempts are not repelling it repelling these beasts so much as distracting them you know what i mean like they aren't put off by this meat barrier that you've created um any more than any barrier you would put up it's it's definitely turning their wanton aggression into something else uh something more inquisitive i guess i would say Hmm. okay interesting anything else that we want to do before these beasts uh which have slowed down a bit uh after lily has um disrupted the connections between you and them, uh, but they are still approaching the ship. Is that is that okay. is that giving us enough time to adequately like put up crates against the door to kind of? Um, yeah, let's make a roll for it, and I'll make it easier since you have a bit more time. Let's call it brawn, shall we, for moving these crates quickly by the door? Hey, Roman, are you involved in this <laughs> at all? <laughs> Help move these crates, Roman. <laughs> yeah, I think I could be. Thank you. Uh, right. It will probably be necessary. Okay, let's both make brawn checks, shall we? Um, uh, looking at both of your character sheets, neither of you is especially brawny, <laughs> but you do your best. I got a one. Yeah, I got a one too. <laughs> I'll add them together and say it's good enough to est- construct a, a a temporary barrier, let's say. Um, so here's what happens. You start to hear shuddering as, and feel shuddering from this ship as a number of impacts rock it. Things hit it, um, and it it starts to shudder a bit before uh, it seems like these creatures are, are mindlessly attacking this ship. Um, these, these shuddering of the attacks uh, quietens, or not quietens, but becomes slightly less frequent and you hear one or two of these creatures seem to have made their way inside the ship while the the others are attacking it outside. 
one of them comes up against the barrier, hits it a few times and leaves to try and find another way to reach you, while the other one kind of stays hitting the barrier. Um, it's not going to hold up to a sustained attack for very long, though. Uh, so if you have any other tricks you want to pull out before uh, one of these creatures, the other seems to have been through your miscellaneous trickery, you've reduced the encounter that you immediately have to deal with to just one of these creatures. Uh, but it, it will be upon you soon. What's it look like? Yeah, is there a window? You, it's on the other side of the door, so you are not yet able to see. Oh, uh, okay, okay. What, like, are they making any noises? They are. They are making snarling, growling noises that resonate deep within you as animalistic, brutal sounds of aggression. Okay. Sorry, the, the one. There are other noises coming from outside the ship, other noises of, like, sniffing and snuffling and... Um, investigation but this one the one that is still seems to be aggressive towards you is making snarling growling noises surely this is the moment when we use this new magic voodoo stuff and i look over at lily and see that she her eyes are like shaded so i'm like oh i got this and i put on my sight immediately see the sinewy lines of goop and start mm-hmm. dry retching onto the ground <laughs> okay uh meanwhile jackson um is hearing these noises uh outside and begins sort of like tapping his own ear mm. and uh like hey moron moron are you awake what the fuck are these things saying <sighs> you've called me for this uh after last time with the snake i thought we discussed no more animal translations just moron <laughs> Can you just like fuck? I let you live in my ear, all right? Like it's it's fucking weird. I can feel you all the time. Please, just these animals are fucking terrifying. What are they saying? Hmm. And you feel Marlin slimily worm its way slightly Ooh. deeper into your ear. God damn it! Trying to get every dreg of this beast growling. We're gonna quickly remember a scene in the past when you did. Elliot, uh, sorry, not Elliot, Jackson, uh, you went to a the one of these very small kind of exotic animal collections on Canos, and they had a snake there. And you were, you kind of, this was fairly recently after you had found Marlon, and you were kind of pushing the bounds a bit, and you asked him to translate what this snake was saying in its hisses. And it, it actually surprisingly worked better than you expected. You were expecting Marlon to give you some kind of snarky response, but every so often as this snake spoke uh, hissed, you would translate the kind of raw vibes of food or sunlight, warmth, and you felt you actually got a bit of a connection and insight into what this snake was seeming to express. It's important that you remember that, uh, Jackson, because as Marlon... Uh, attempts to translate these bestial growls and grunts and snarls, there is just an absolute nothingness of intention. You feel any kind of uh, connection or language that these things might have. Sorry, they just don't have any. Any kind of hierarchical structure that you might have heard about animals having or any kind of um, ability to communicate with each other, these just do not have to the extent that it seems almost impossibly uncomp- un- incomprehensible. Jackson starts ficking, f- starts sticking his finger in his ear, and he's like, Marlon, are you fucking with me? <laughs> I'm... Mm. Um, why don't you roll a practice roll for me, Jackson? 
shit. Yeah, that's a three. Uh, okay. Uh, um, with that, Marlon does, again, squirm slightly deeper into your ear. <laughs> and you know you're kind of imagining this, probably, but you feel like you can feel him touching your brain. <laughs> you hear. This isn't... There's not... Even among animals, there's normally some pattern. It's as if these things are just snarling and growling for the sake of it. There's no, there's nothing being communicated here other than the fact that they are snarling and growling. I'm sorry, I cannot help you further. So just, just to clarify, there's no like aggression or anything. I'm definitely getting the sense of aggression, but there's no, they aren't communicating any ideas through this. Normally if a beast is snarling in this way, it might be communicating a, a desire to attack with its fellow compatriots or something of the sort. This feels like, it feels like something learned to snarl by watching reruns of animal attacks on TV and is just mirroring it with none of the intention or comprehension behind it. Are they mirroring pandas? Do you know what pandas <laughs> Is this pandas? I, I cannot say for sure, but knowing the, the language of pandas, <laughs> I think it seems unlikely. Okay. Okay. Jackson visibly relaxes upon him that it's not pain. <laughs> Phew! <laughs> go for that. Um, you have about 30 seconds before this hastily constructed barrier fails. I mean, obviously, Jackson, like, relays this to the others mm-hmm. as well. Hurriedly, yes. Yeah. Um, would we have brought any weapons with us or anything like that? Uh, you usually don't carry weapons because it doesn't come up <laughs> that often that you'll need them. Uh, would any of you carry weapons? Uh, like, you're not issued with weapons, for example. Would anyone okay. carry weapons? I uh, I have I have one. I don't think Lily would. There is another loud bang. Uh, what I'm going to get you to do again is roll your brawn, Jackson and Roman, and I'm going to contest it with the brawn of this creature to see if it breaks in. Oh boy! <laughs> I got a minus two. Does this thing have like a minus two to brawn? What did you guys get? Uh, I got a two. I got a minus two. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> So unfortunately, the the two of you um, kind of press up against the barrier. I'm just I'm just picturing this as like Jackson standing in the spot, and then Roman's like pushing on the other side <laughs> of the same crate. <laughs> um, you guys have managed to hold it back until now, and it, you hear a moment of silence that stretches out almost long enough for you to start to think that it's gone before it, you hear it rush towards the door. Um, Jackson, you see Roman's eyebrows start to raise as he realizes this thing is rushing the door and it just slams through it. And you finally get a clear look at this thing. It's some form of quadrupedal monster. You see no eyes, but sharp silver teeth jutting out of its large mouth and heavy, heavy black fur. So heavy, in fact, that any light inside this room almost seems to be lost inside it uh, so that you can't sense the body underneath. It just looks like a mass of black fur. These two huge forelimbs at the front and two smaller but still very powerful looking back legs as it lands and uh, I, I would say looks around, but you can see it doesn't have eyes, just kind of senses the, the, the space that it has broken into continues to snarl and starts to hunch down as if to lunge. Um, what does it look like through the sight? Ah, good question. Uh, 
Let's roll a practice check okay. on this. Um, and now that we're in our first bit of combat, I'm going to explain how this is going to work. We're going to alternate. One of you three can take a turn, and then I or any other kind of independent groups that are acting in the conflict will take a turn. So I think this is a great idea, Lily, for you to use your sight to try and sense more about this thing, but it's going to mean that it's going to take its next action. But let's do it. Let's roll a practice check to discern what's going on. Sorry, it's only Roman in front of it, so it's probably fine. <laughs> It'll probably be, yeah, it's just Roman. <laughs> uh, it's a plus two for me. Okay, uh, so you, you you actually still had your sight up from trying to manipulate these kind of sinewy connections. Mm-hmm. And now that it's busted in, you can see this kind of meat and flesh connections that are extending to you, the strongest one to Roman, but kind of lead back to it. And in the sight, you can see it looks almost bigger through the sight bigger and more brutal i would say its fur is seems more heavily matted its teeth seem sharper its breath uh kind of fogs up and as it grunts and snarls breath is coming out of it uh, both its mouth and two small slits where you sense that its nostrils might be um it's almost seems to be hunched over more it's as though it has just had all of its uh, basest features amplified and it lunges towards you roman uh, so roman i'm gonna let you de- tell me how you would try and dodge or react to this and we'll determine what the roles it will do as a response are so i'm assuming there's a bunch of crates around me right there are i'm gonna guess i'm gonna try and jump up onto one of the crates and kind of like jump over it out of the way Uh, Okay, so you are going to attempt to jump onto a crate to get out of the way of it it, as it kind of lunges quickly towards you. Um, Quickly, almost mindlessly, it's not thinking of tracking you down, stalking you and killing you. It is brute force barreling towards you with no concern for any, you know, after effects or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you roll a dexterity check for me, Roman, to get out of the way? I've got a plus three and a plus two, so five. Oh, pretty good. Um, it's got a six, which means it's going to barrel towards you. You jump up onto a crate and it, as, as you do so, it kind of reaches out with its claws. You see it has these kind of sharp claws emerging from under this matted black fur. Reaches up with its claws and swipes at you and grabs your foot. You're going to take one stress of physical damage. Uh, For those of you playing along at home, uh, stress represents how much physical or mental damage that people can take. You probably have about... I would say six to eight, depending on your character um, and how brawny your character is. Linus has taken one. Yeah. Wait, did you say six to eight? Uh, probably about six to eight um, boxes of like total value of stress before things start going really bad. Oh, right? no, I've got three. Uh, okay, that's... you. Pro- uh, oh, that's right. None of your characters are especially brawny, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you have, sorry, a one, a two, and a three box. Is that right? Yeah, I've just got a one and a two box because I don't even have... Oh, wow. You're really not brawny. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you take a one, which means you're already in a little bit of dire stress. But it's okay because <laughs> I assume that I did driving lessons with Lurley last week. So in worst case, they can fly off by themselves. Yeah, just badly. Sure. Uh, yeah. What I'll do then is um, I'm going to... If you would like to make that into reality, you can use your, we're, we're calling it karma, uh, to, to enforce changes like that into the universe. So if you want to say, a week ago I gave driving lessons to Lily, so if I get injured, it'll be all right. That's fine. It'll cost you a karma to do that. Oh, yeah. 
I will, so that is that my refresh? Same thing? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll use one of my refresh to say that. Are you okay with that, Lily? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So it has just lunged for Roman. It, it kind of goes sliding along this, uh, you know, metal polished floor and slides into a wall, giving one of you the time to act. What are we going to do? Hmm. So I'm, I'm struggling to picture the room layout. Like, where am I relative to Roman and uh, the beast? It's a fairly small hold. You and Roman were over by the door when it burst through, kind of yep. pushing you a bit back. You're still quite near the door. It charged for Roman. So if the door mm. is in the north wall of this room, you're over in kind of northwest. Roman and the beast are over on the east side of the room. Um, there's about four or five semi-large crates around that you could potentially use to maneuver your way around. A number of them have also were stacked over by the door. Uh, one or two of them broke with the impact of it, you know, slamming through the door. The door is not broken. It is opened. Uh, but inspecting, you might see that a lock is broken or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. God, I have no idea what Jackson can do that's helpful in this situation. You, you have a weapon, right? You did mention that. Sorry? You have a weapon, right? <laughs> yeah. Is this uh, in character as Lily? <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah. Like, if Jackson's just, yeah. like, kind of standing there, like, looking at his hands and just, like, looking around bewildered, she's like, you've got a weapon, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So I guess I'm going to, to charge at the, at the thing from behind, hopefully. Yep. Uh, and uh, whip out the centerpiece of Jackson's collection, uh, his lumen saber. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, I forgot what it was. Do you want to give us a brief description of the lumen saber for everyone playing along at home? Yeah, sure. So it's it's a small metallic hilt, uh, and then out of it, this sort of lasery sword comes. I've I've sort of made up this concept, so it's going to be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of like. Uh, like you could almost almost call it a lightsaber if that name wasn't taken. Mm. Uh, it's it's a lightsaber. Okay, perfect. But also um, an original concept. Um, do not yeah. steal. <laughs> and I just want to, yeah. Do we know how good Jackson is at using the lightsaber? I think the answer was bad. <laughs> I think he's he's sort of okay in that because it's a part of his collection and he's like made it as such uh through a collector's ritual he's actually sort of okay with it it's just really out of character for him to use it so he kind of forgets to but i think hopefully once he pulls it out i mean we'll see how the rolls go but in theory he's actually decent um you pull out your lumino saber and i, I guess the word is ignite it extend its <laughs> beam uh, and this kind of bright what color blue green oh geez that's a good question uh orange orange this orange hue tints the room around you um and as this orange light falls across this beast it you see it react uh it, it kind of scrabbles a bit to its feet suddenly looking and noticing what the light is coming from this luminosaber and then seeming to uh, steal itself a bit as you charge towards it with the luminosaber yeah. Um, I, so I will say as well, like, I, I feel like there's a bit of an effect based on what the, the, the Lumen Saber represents in world. There's maybe a bit of a calming effect that, that takes over Jackson as he ignites it. And he, uh, he yes. looks at the beastie and he says, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, why don't you roll a brawl check for me? And it's, curiously, you expect that this thing would 
normally just try and charge you despite the fact that you've got this Uno server out, but it almost seems like it's kind of scrabbling to get away from it. Okay, that doesn't... Jackson doesn't stop to appreciate that. He's just charging. He's in the zone. Oh, boy. Uh, you said Brawl? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a one. Okay, uh, so your uh, Lumino Saber almost connects with it. it. It scrabbles slightly out of the way, but you do seem to uh, singe parts of its fur, and you hear a like a, a, a howling noise come from its mouth, almost as if you've heard it, even though you know you didn't actually connect with anything beyond singeing the slightest hairs of its uh, forearm. Um, it scrabbles back, looks uh, looks behind it and notices uh, Lily, who is not, you know, too close uh, to the action at this point. Fuck. And rather than charge at you, Jackson, it turns around and, and rushes towards Lily uh, again, rep- preparing its claws to dive at Lily. Shit. <laughs> um, Lily, what are you going to do? Um, shit. <laughs> So uh, your options here are basically try to avoid it, try to kind of brute force your way th- past its attack. You're not going to have too much time to react. So it's basically, I'm asking you, fight or flight here, Lily. Ooh, can she say a sentence? Sure. Uh, okay, if she can say a sentence, she's going to say, um, by the power of Grayskull. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the power of the outreach net, I compel you, beast cease and uh identify yourself and she's gonna like stand stand like stand straight like back back straight and like very imperiously looking down at it and she's gonna get fucking crunched in about half a second of course but worth um, it. i'm gonna make you roll guts Lily. oh no <laughs> that's a zero Oof, that's rough uh so this beast uh looks to you sees you you know measuring yourself up and and prompting yourself up like this um puffing your proverbial feathers i guess (laughs) yeah and almost hesitates for a moment before it decides to just continue to barrel straight into you Uh, and it's going to do four shifts of physical damage to you lily oh that's gonna need to mark four stress boxes there okay so that's three which fills me up and then plus one more um sorry so the box, the number above the box represents how many points it's worth, right? So that you'd need to ah. mark a three and a one. So you still have I your see. two stress, your two physical stress box. So you have six points in total. Ah, I misunderstood then. Oh, so did I. Okay. I think we all misunderstood. All right. Okay. Lily cool. gets barreled into and uh, becomes pinned under this beast as it dives atop her and, and starts scratching at her. Um, like, probably like softly from underneath... Uh, the beast, you guys can hear like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, 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 ah kind of uh, is muted by the, the thick matted fur of this thing. <laughs> um, you guys smell, you, you, so you're wearing your spacesuit still. And so um, the, the smell of, for example, the dead bodies didn't permeate the spacesuits. They, they filtered that out enough. And so the fact that you start to smell something here indicates that it's a very powerful smell. This singed fur smell is so much stronger and more pungent than it should be. Okay. Who wants to take an action? Yeah, I mean... I... <laughs> well, Phil Jackson, you have the only weapon. Unless, unless we basically just try to grab, like, pull Lily out from underneath and just leg it. I mean, I... How, like... Uh... 
Twisty Windy is the ship. Could we find another bit to, uh, like, hide in? Possibly, although you sense that there's some... I mean, you guys already were kind of hiding in the hold, right? The fact that Lily wasn't able to break the yeah. connections between this thing and you, and these things and you, indicates that it used some kind of animal sense to find you. And there's still... There were other ones, weren't there? Outside the ship, yes. Yeah. I reckon this is your time, Jackson. And that's what I say in person. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, well, Jackson sort of, you know, skids around, does a 180 and starts swinging his, his Lumen Saber back in the direction he came from to rescue Lily. Okay. You charge back towards the beast, swinging your Lumen Saber. It's a bit distracted with uh, <laughs> get, trying to break through Lily's suit to get at the meat inside. Uh, and so I'll give you a plus two to your next brawl check attacking it. Thank goodness. So that's a two then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um it's distracted. So you 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 actually do manage to land a hit on it this time, dealing uh well, your lumen saber kind of sears into it, which normally deals more damage than a blunt object would, of course, but even with this, your lumen saber seems to deal an ungodly amount of damage to this thing, and it howls and screeches as it is is seared into by your Lumino Saber um, and immediately, like, forgets what it was doing with Lily and just starts uh, rushing to the far corner of this room. Hell yeah. Lily, you can kind of pull yourself to your feet at this point and you see the beast uh, attempting to kind of, I guess, compose itself. It almost cowers for a moment before uh, breathing louder and louder and pumping itself up and resolving itself and now um not as aggressively slightly prowling towards you preparing to pounce and i'll let you that's it's not going to do anything further at the moment so i'll let one of you take another action it's pouncing on all three of us because we're all together it's just going to pounce towards you it's you're not really able to tell exactly who it's going to hit and honestly it's big enough that it might be all three of you <laughs> um <laughs> if i could if i could take a step back from the way just to do a bit of table talk quickly well can we just quickly recap what we know about this thing okay i have been writing things up yes you guys quickly pause and have a quick huddle as it stalks towards you to determine what to do yeah um so it's uh the connection to between us and it seems stronger than it should necessarily um mm. the fact that it was able to find us um even though we're in spacesuits again like it, it feels like um, magic, basically. It, yeah, it's, it okay. feels pretty obviously magic. Um, also, through the site, um, all of its like baser um, attributes are amplified, which feels yeah, okay, again weird. This that stronger connection. Do you think that's because, like, do you think it was supposed to be us that found the distress signal, like us specifically? I don't know, but it feels like a trap, especially because that only happened when we found the other two in the ship. So I don't know if it should be if it was supposed to be us specifically, but I feel like it is probably for outreach people. Okay, well, I suppose to to to, to jump back in, uh, like, as this thing's getting ready to pounce. Um, are the how far away are the dead bodies? Uh, they're not in this us. room. So you saw two okay. bodies. Uh, they were out yep. in one right near the emergency exit and one kind of a bit further in. Um, yeah, not not in the hold. Uh, how how fucked up is my spacesuit? 
honestly, it's taken more of a beating than you thought it would. Um, it looks like one more solid hit and it might get broken. Okay. Has it got like any tears in it or anything? Or no, it's still it... intact. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you want it to have, I mean, if you want, you can spend a karma to say that it was t torn in some way. Because honestly, like using the, the bloody salsa felt like it, it worked a bit. Um, and so Lily kind of feels like she would like to get at some of her blood to use. I'm going to ask you to do a wits check for me, Lily. <laughs> okay. That's a... Uh... No shade. That's very classic DM <laughs> talk. That's um. Are you sure you want to do that? Uh, no, that's not what this is about. It's for something slightly different. Okay, that was a six. Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, you, Somehow, you, as you kind of pick yourself up after this thing has been scared off, you put together a few little pieces. One piece is, it it actually your attempt to peacock yourself up a bit when it was charging you, almost seemed to work. Almost to the extent that you almost like scared it off of attacking you, but it seemed to just not quite be enough of a show. Um, the other piece that's worth that you take note of is uh, the fact that this thing is through the site seemed to be like all its animalistic tendencies were amplified. Um, so you kind of hold these pieces in your mind and you start getting the sense that whatever this thing is, you definitely sense that it is some kind of like other type of animal thing uh, it is, it is, the core of its identity is its animalness. So isn't, no, never mind. All right. I think, well, yeah, from that, like, Lily might, like, really puff herself up then. Like, as much as she can, you know, feeling bruised and battered as she is right now. Look over to, um, to Jackson and, like, kind of gesture for him to, to, like kind of hand over the the lumen saber. <laughs> Let me ask a question of you three at this point. Do you have a leader? I, I we saw Lily before give an instruction to Daniel to ignite his lumen saber and charge in. It, it, has Lily kind of assumed the dynamic of being the de facto leader of your little trio? I I don't want to speak for for Roman, but uh, like it's definitely not Jackson. <laughs> And I feel like Roman would feel like he's the leader when he's driving the ship. <laughs> because the captain is in, the leader, yeah, yeah. in his mind, he's like the captain. Uh, but I feel like it has no interest in extending beyond that. Okay. <laughs> um, so just to quickly jump back in, Lily has motioned to hand over the Lumino Saber. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess Jackson de-ignites it and then hands it over. Safety first. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, I, I'm I'm fairly certain as it's part of his collection, he's the only one who can ignite it. So I imagine there's like an extra second where, like, he sort of has to put it in Lily's hand and then ignite it for her, and then like back off carefully. Okay. Um, so it's a bit of an awkward transition, but we get there. <laughs> okay. Uh, you get there in the end, which is good. Um, Lily, this thing. Uh, has kind of stalked around you a bit. You you two have almost circled each other before it shakes itself a bit and starts to charge you again. You're going to puff yourself up and, and do what? Yeah, so, like, uh, well, first of all, as Jackson handed over the Lumen Saber, um, she would have, like, whispered, like, thank you. <laughs> um, 
And then, yeah, like with it, like starting to charge her, she's just going to like, just kind of like hold the Lumen Saber in front of her a bit and like puff herself up and like yell at it. Beast, by the power of, of the light that I hold in my hands and with the, the might of my God at my back, I compel you, cease. All right. Why don't you make a practice roll for me, Lily? Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's a, that's a zero. It has also not rolled very well, so you're lucky okay. on this sense. Um, you puff <laughs> I got yourself... three minuses in that one. <laughs> that's rough. Ooh. You puff yourself up and hold out the Lumen Saber and, and yell at it. It is charging towards you as you start to yell at it, and it starts growling and, and, and you know snarling at you as it rushes towards you. And as you finish your your brief, uh, you know, brief exclamation, the pitch of its growl starts to get higher and higher, and it starts to try and slow itself down and not run towards you. But it's kind of already put all of its weight into this charge, so it it starts scrabbling to stop its charge towards you a little too late, and it slides itself directly into the Lumino Saber, kind of impaling <laughs> itself and spraying this thick black blood all over your hands and the front of your uh, outfit. Your spacesuit, I should say. Um, and then just kind of collapses. Lily's just going to like stand there for a moment, just like, yay? Uh, <laughs> can you turn this thing off? Um, as you say that, Lily, <laughs> you hear one or two more um, yep. shakes to the ship outside. It seems the other creatures have not come inside yet, uh, but are still out there attacking the a ship kind of pounding against it does the ship have lights on no so no functioning electricity uh no i'll say there's like it's daytime outside and the ship is does have like damage that it sustained from the crash that means that light is coming in but it's natural light from outside not okay uh, any the only unnatural light is the orange hue being cast by the Luminosaber. Uh, and our flashlights on our grey... Yeah, sorry, the grey link. Shit, the grey links. Grey link. Flashlights. Uh, yours, yours, Lily, is not conveying much light under the thick black blood that has become drenched <laughs> in. <laughs> she's very awkwardly holding the Luminosaber because she's kind of terrified of it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's not a weapons person, so she's just kind of like holding it at arm's length now and being like, ugh... Yeah, I, I, I mean, Jackson will come over and, and, and take it back and, and sort of put it back in his, his belt and, you know, it's sort of complaining because, like, it, it's going to cost a fortune to get this dry cleaned out of my suit. <laughs> That's his attempt at humour. And he's sort of like, he looks expectantly at the other Do you two after making that joke. For me, Jackson? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how well this joke lands with your zero rapport, I think you have. Oh, that's a negative two, (laughs) which is honestly, I could have told you that without rolling based on that joke. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't land very well. Yeah, like Lily like looks over at like the slight bit of like crap on his like suit and then like looks up and down hers and he's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, So you guys, after the adrenaline of this fight has slightly worn off, you realize that there are still consulting uh, Jackson's a life form detector. There are still five of these things outside that haven't come inside yet. Uh, it seems that Lily's shenanigans with the connections earlier have at least kind of distracted them from directly pursuing you inside like the other one did. But almost certainly you don't have a quick way out of this 
position. Is uh, So on the ship map, there's a ship map on the wall, I guess. Yep. You're here kind of thing. Yep. What else is there in terms of like the storage? Is there like any kind of infirmary, uh, medical, military? About a third of the ship is dedicated to uh, like the dorms, the bunks, because this is a ship that's designed to, to like carry cargo with a small crew. Um, so there's a, a big hold, a big set of bunks to carry the crew for the ship, um, and then just barely anything else. Everything else seems like very cheap things. Like the the, the captain's area is cheap as hell, and that's why the the uh, front uh, observation window like broke uh, on impact. Um, there's honestly nothing, not much else that you can use. Probably you find a small uh, like a small uh, first aid kit, uh, but that's it. <laughs> Well, I grab the first aid kit. All right. Add that to your inventory. A small, bad first aid <laughs> kit. It's got maybe like a bandage and like half a thing of Panadol or Paracetamol for our non-Australian uh, potential listeners. Uh, okay. What the fuck are we going to do now? There's five of those things out there. Uh, well, the most important thing to do is that we don't panic. We plan and we do this in the right way. Okay. Well... What's step one of the plan? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, more specifics on the right way would be great now, Lily. Yep. Uh, yep. She like kind of like quietens down for a few moments as she's like trying to think about it. Um, are you obviously Athena? Uh, your connection to Athena often is based around knowledge and wisdom. Are you trying to do anything to to gain additional knowledge from Athena? I don't think right at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think survival first and then knowledge. Okay. So she's going to like look around for a, for a little bit and then like um, be like, oh, we should uh, um, use uh, pieces of the beast to block the connections. Yep, that's the step one in the right way. Okay. Um, I'm assuming you then do that. You use the little saber to maybe cut parts of this beast. Um, interestingly, you first try and just kind of rip small pieces of it off it's it's not in great shape after it rammed itself up the lumino saber uh so you you kind of get the sense that you might have been able to rip some pieces off of it um but it's it's just too tough like the sinewy flesh underneath this fur is too tough to to rip but it comes away so easily when you cut it with the lumino saber um more more easily than you would expect so you cut some pieces out of it. Again, your the hands of your spacesuit getting drenched in this thick, viscous black blood. Um, but you come away with these pieces. Uh, do you want to make a practice check for me to to attempt to kind of ward off these connections? All right, let's go for that for that plus four again. Come on, let's do it. Well, it wasn't that um, plus two. Okay, uh, but you know your previous attempts uh, reinforced by this even more so. It seems. Um, you get the sense, I won't give you too much information because you only got a plus two, but you get the sense that the fact that this is a beast that you yourself slayed has has helped with the blocking of these connections. And so do Jackson and I, are we helping with this? Are we also trying to block using pieces of the body or is it just a little bit? I, I, I assume so. Yeah, you try. It doesn't seem to, like, you guys try first actually uh jackson you you take a stab at it using blood and and gore from this thing to block some connections and the beasts outside are still attacking uh um roman you try same story lily when you try with the the blood of this beast that you have slain actually you notice one or two of the beasts outside 
like just kind of start to wander off and stop attacking, the other attacks outside become less, uh, I guess, less frequent. Okay, so we need to try and get back to our ship, right? Before we do that, uh, we really do need to find out what where this ship came from, who, what this ship is. This could be an important vessel uh, carrying great knowledge, and we cannot let these things fall into the unknown. I mean, we can we can come back, but <laughs> like, I just I don't think we want to be here right now. How long could I estimate in my mind how long it would take me to get like a download of the ship captain's log or something? Could I do that off a panel in here or would we have to go to the... You would probably need to sneak your way to the captain's area, I would say, where all the actual like captain's logs and etc. is stored. I mean, we could try to go download some stuff and then make a Lego for it. Yeah, can we can we check out like the um yeah, like the crew quarters like and go through there and like yeah try and see if we can find any logs like that that we could download because if we can get a few of them rather than just the captain's one might be helpful yep um you find your way into the crew quarters you can see up ahead uh the broken window of the the captain's area where you can see like computers and stuff that uh, seem to be off and you actually have some access terminals like in the crew quarters and there was one in the hold but there was no real way to access anything um i think uh Roman, with your knowledge of technology, you know that you probably would be able to actually like old school get in there and just rip the hard drive out and, and figure <laughs> it out later once you get to a ship with power and stuff. You'd need to decrypt it and stuff, but you'd be able to do that. You just would need to get into the captain's area where all that stuff is stored. Um, which you can, although the window is broken, and so theoretically some of these things could see you and get in through the window. Okay. I mean theoretically we could jump out too. Uh, or is it very high up? Yes. it's. I mean, it's not that high up. There's a, also kind of a tree growing through it that you could use to help yourselves kind of leverage your way out. Um, it is broken glass, so if, if something goes wrong, you, you're in a potential bad situation, but, you know. So aren't we glad I said we had to wear the, sh- uh, the spacesuits? <laughs> Actually, I'm double glad. I would have been freaking dead from that thing otherwise. <laughs> yes, the spacesuit did take some of the blow of this thing full force barreling into you. Just first session, first encounter, like Lily's arm gets ripped off by a monster because nobody thought to take the spacesuits. <laughs> okay. Uh, do Does anyone here think they could do some sort of like illusion magic? Like if we, if we make a big noise over in the, like in the front and they all run in the window and then we run out the side, like, is that going to work? I, I'm not an expert in <laughs> illusions. I, and I just start, like, searching through the pieces of wood to try and find, like, something I can use as a club. <laughs> illusions aren't particularly my strong point. I can ensure, or almost ensure, that we can gain the knowledge we need from the ship. But uh, that might come... I mean, we... we... We need more than knowledge. There's monsters trying to kill us. Well, yes, yes. The, the monsters are a problem. Okay, Jackson, I'm, I'm well aware of the monsters being a problem. Oh, good. I am bruised all over, and it hurts a lot. But the knowledge is very important, too. Jesus Christ. Okay. Athena herself has sent me to this task such that we can unravel a mystery and gain knowledge that humankind would never have otherwise. 
Fan-fucking-tastic. Okay. <laughs> okay, so if we get the hard drive, we can fucking leave? That's that's the deal? Uh, technically, they're called data disks, but yeah. Space data disks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. How, okay, so how are we going to do that? Well, I... We can't, go in, we can't go into the cockpit without, like, presumably getting caught. I've had one thought. Um, you, you might not love it, Jackson. It, it might not be... It's maybe not the best thought I've ever had, but it's, it's an initial uh, jumping off point. Um, if you distract them... <laughs> <laughs> Roman and I would almost certainly be able to Survive. get the information we need. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get the information. That's right. <laughs> We're all going to survive, Roman. What does distract mean to you? So I look at the body. So I'm like, Jackson, didn't you say the body of the beast looked like a bodysuit? Oh, uh, that that was Lily, but... Ah, oh, fuck, I see. Oh, um... you, do you see what I'm thinking? This is even worse than what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, okay, like, Jackson's going to go up. Like, how? Yeah, what is the feasibility of me wearing <laughs> this suit? It's big enough that you could fit inside it and wear it as a kind oh, of... Oh, God. Um, as a kind of, like, fur, you know, like, with its arms wrapped around your arms. I mean, you're not going to be able to, like, turn it into a full-on fursuit with your Lumino <laughs> saber or anything. That's probably a bit too far. But you could fashion it into, like, a pelt that would, you know, have it as maybe, like, a hood, its head going over your head, that kind of stuff that would, you know, maybe pass. They don't have eyes, so you never know. Could work. Okay. Because, I mean, the main vibe we're going for is confusion. You don't have to completely, like, convince them. And obviously, it only fits you. <laughs> well, I'm not going to call for Swan on that one, I suppose. But, um, uh, okay, uh, yeah, well, so I suppose, yeah, lacking any better ideas of his own, Jackson kneels down and starts scooping out in it yep. that still remain inside this thing. All right, um, here's what we can do. Jackson, can you roll an artistry check for me, please, to fashion this into some form of... <laughs> pelt that you can use to disguise yourself uh i'm going to get lily and roman to roll a stealth check for me uh, corresponding to the uh distraction that will come up very shortly uh that's a five for my artistry very artistic oh my god uh that's a minus one for my stealth mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> i got a minus three for my stealth <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm God. so glad I put myself on the line for you two. <laughs> well, lucky Jackson rolled fairly well in his artistry. Um, so, Jackson, you fashion this into a little uh, hood pelt thing for yourself and very tentatively start working your way towards the emergency exit to poke your way outside. Can I whisper to Jackson? I'm like, Jackson, they made noises. you got to make the noises. <laughs> <laughs> I give him like a thumbs up. By this point, a lot of the banging and and cacophony from outside has, has started to die down. And you've been in here for probably about, I would say, five to ten minutes, and no other beasts have made an attempt to come in, um, seemingly based on the the connection stuff manipulation that you did before. Um, Jackson, you kind of tentatively start to work your way outside, and you see there are still three or four of these beasts around. There are four of them. Oh, sorry, five of them. Three of the beasts seem to be fighting amongst themselves. Um, you know, uh, lunging at each other, clawing at each other, tussling, uh, howling, growling, etc. 
The other two are engaged in behavior that is, while superficially similar, clearly of a different intention, <laughs> let's say. Um, definitely not fighting. Jackson really fucking hates this suit right now. <laughs> Jackson, the, the beasts, the five beasts look to you and initially, well, let's double check that. Yeah, initially don't seem to have any notice that you are not one of them, but it becomes quickly clear to you that you're going to have to pick a group to join. <laughs> oh, I mean, he doesn't want to get attacked. Um, so there's, there's only one choice. Okay. Really. Uh, and he's going to go, I guess, sit, sit down sort of right next to this couple. You kind of pace your way uh, gingerly over to this couple. Let's cut back to the other two for a moment. Uh, Roman and Lily, you find your way into the, uh, the the front, the captain's area. Looking out, you can see this group of now six beasts, five of them and one that is clearly Jackson. Uh, but they, they don't seem to notice you. Uh, Jackson's artistry has successfully made up for your poor stealth uh, as Roman you know, trips over a tree branch or something and kind of looks up to see if anyone noticed, but they didn't. Um, I get like a notification on my gray link. <laughs> All clear. Uh, so yeah, you you work your way over to where this to to the uh, the machinery, this kind of central control panel, and quite quickly, Roman are able to get inside and and take out the hard drive, which you put in a pocket of your spacesuit uh, for later. Um, and you see that Jackson has um, seemingly distracted them for enough time that you guys have successfully pulled this off. Uh, you potentially could slip away while Jackson has them distracted. Although obviously the problem <laughs> then is Jackson's left by himself. Um, so the, vulner- the the problem with your plan becomes clear when you realize <laughs> you've oh, rescued God. the technology, but now kind of have to rescue Jackson from this group of five of these beasts. Before we get into that, I, I think that <laughs> Lily is going to um, try and ensure that everything has been uh, gained here. From in terms of like collecting whatever you can from the ship yeah so she's going to like like place her hand like on like a control panel or something and like a bit whispering Mm -hmm. um because you know (laughs) there's a bunch of creepy monsters outside in the name of athena i call upon you ship to uh pass on all of your secrets to us and i'm gonna use my one stunt okay Perfect. Which is in- invoking Athena in the pursuit of knowledge. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll a practice check for me, and you can add three to that for your invocation here. Sorry, that's an eight. Very good. Okay. Um, so here's what happens. Uh, similar to when you were cleaning your apartment, you are looking for this sense of contentedness, almost divine contentedness, that you have found all the knowledge. In the same way you were cleaning your apartment and making sure everything was in its rightful place, you now have this sense ensure that any scrap of information that could possibly be found by you is um and so searching through the ship you you not only ensure that roman is successful in copying or or kind of ripping out any of the uh, data from from the ship and you make sure you kind of get the sense that that potentially could have caused like data corruption or anything like that but with your desire to preserve this knowledge it doesn't Um, but you also take down other more less technological more mundane pieces of knowledge that you kind of had noticed but hadn't really filed away as this is potentially a clue or potentially a scrap of information things like where these bodies were how injured were they um all of the information that you might need to feed later to like a police report or something you know that you have 
taken inside your head, written down on mm -hmm. a piece of paper or just kind of observed. And so you get a very solid picture of the ship to the extent that you know you'll be able to recall any pertinent details that you need to about it later on. Okay. That sounds good. And with that, you feel this almost divine contentedness that you felt uh, last Sunday afternoon when you'd finished putting everything away that lets you know, yes, Athena has is pleased with you. you have, you've captured all the information from this situation. Awesome. Now, now that we're done with the important things, let's get back to the guy in the suit. Uh, okay, what did you get for artistry? You got five. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but this is ridiculous what's going on right here. Um, <laughs> and Jackson's on the front of the ship now? Did you say he's gone? No, he's inside. He's not inside the ship. The group of these beasts is now outside, kind of in the foresty area outside of the ship, but towards the front of the ship so you can see them from the, the broken kind of captain's uh, viewing window. Oh, um, uh, okay, 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 yep. You walk up to these two beasts, Jackson, and they take note of you, but don't seem to realise that anything is off, at least not at this point. As you kind of work your way towards them, uh, their, their animalistic noises have turned from the aggressive into the intimate, let's say, <laughs> um, and you kind of lost for what to do, just you almost willing your feet to stop, but they don't. You kind of, uh, on all fours, walk over towards this group of two uh, copulating beasts um, and start kind of gingerly, you know, laying a hand on one here or, uh, <laughs> you know, using oh. your leg to touch a leg there. See, I <laughs> I was picturing, like, sitting like a meter to the side pretending to touch myself. Oh, okay. Um... As a way that I'm not involved. <laughs> sure. Like, in Jackson's mind, this is better because he's not actually involved. Okay. Um, doing your best imitation of animalistic grunting, you're sitting off to the side observing. Um, I didn't expect this to be the way that this went, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so I just gotta check. Can we, I'm gonna assume that we can't see Jackson because of where we are in the ship. You can, you can see Jackson. Okay. <laughs> um, Have we got radios so that we can talk to each other? Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I am going to assume that mine's turned off right now because I really don't want your voices <laughs> emanating from... Oh, because it'd ruin the mood, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's my concern, absolutely. Okay, so Jackson, at this point you are succeeding in not being kind of discovered by them as being off. Um, what are the other... Jackson, you're pretty occupied right now. Roman and Lily, <laughs> what are you two up to? I have a practice idea for it. Mm -hmm. Please. <laughs> well are we able to just like sneak out of the ship and like around to like hide behind some trees or something um yes you or can tell that ship? you're still you can you're still in the ship right now but you can tell that these things are pretty distracted and not seemingly as focused on you as they were before okay so if yeah i, I would like us to like sneak out and like hide just a little bit away from the ship um okay yep i won't make you roll for that or anything uh Thank God. <laughs> um, so uh, after they've done that, Lily is going to like, like try and like collect up a bunch of the blood that's drying onto her suit mm -hmm. um, in her hand and like try and use it, to, like smear it across the ground to strengthen the connection between the beasts and the ship. Okay. And she's trying to like encourage them to go like 
over to or like into the ship or something. Like How that. far away from the ship are you guys now? You've snuck off to kind of the tree line instead. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Like yeah, a few meters at least. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, you using this meat and blood, you uh, strengthen the connections between these beasts and the ship. Um, you you get the sense there were these very weak connections between these beasts and um, the the whatever is remaining of the kind of viscera that was cut out of the one that Jackson is now inhabiting, <laughs> as well as the two bodies that were there before. There are quite weak connections between these things um, that seem to have faded since they died, uh, connecting them back into these entities. And you these are the connections you strengthen, uh, causing them to slowly stop what they're doing and start not resuming their attack but going back in to investigate this ship again and so uh jackson you sit and watch as uh some of these beasts start to investigate the ship again um lily let's do a practice roll to see how well this succeeds okay that's a zero okay Just a flat zero. Um, let's contest it and see what happens okay uh we got a zero as well so i'm gonna say it's a pretty it's not a complete success. Uh, there were five of them now. Four of them go in to investigate the ship. One of the ones that was fighting uh, is still out here and kind of starts to square off with the only other thing left out here that it sees, which is Jackson. Yeah, Jackson stops touching himself. Good. That's first <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Jackson's going to like use his own sight to get an idea for where Lily and uh, Roman yep. are and just sort of start like walking in that direction while kind of mostly facing the one that's left but not quite facing it so he's not challenging it okay um let's do a check uh let's call it theatrics that is a four okay uh, quite then you quite well unable to toe this line between challenging it and running from it i guess so that you don't give any signal to it that you're doing either but just kind of maneuver around it um, it hasn't started attacking you yet, but it, it looks like it's preparing itself to. Uh, you do manage to maneuver yourself over to near where Lily and Roman are. Though. How far away is our ship? Uh, about five or ten minutes uh, walk. Help. Please. What do we do? Just just keep on going. Hope it gets bored. Okay. And will I keep walking towards them? No, towards the ship, not towards <laughs> us. <laughs> Why don't you roll wits for me, Jackson? Oh, boy. That's a four. Okay, you get the sense that if you continue to back away from this thing, it's going to start to see you as prey, as weak, and probably attack. Okay. Uh, Jackson's also assuming that going towards it would be, like, aggression. So Jackson's just going to stand right where he is and and just call for help. Just, guys, I can't. What? Growl at it. Growl at it. Scare it off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jackson's going to do his best growl. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I'm gonna, in a moment, I'm going to get you to make a guts check, but I'm also going to get you to, as Elliot, actually do a growl for me, and depending on how yep. animalistic and raw and scary that growl is, I'll give you either a bonus or a, or a detract from your score. Okay, so I just want to make sure I don't blow up my microphone here. And roll your guts for me. <laughs> That was good. I like that. That was. I good tried one. to do that in my Jackson voice, so it kind of sounded like my voice was breaking. <laughs> uh, that is. Sorry. Uh, what was that? Guts. Guts, indeed. Uh, that's a one. Uh, overall, a one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you growl at this thing. Um, it growls back at you, much more fearsome. 
Lily, that didn't work. Uh, let just stab it and run. Um, it charges towards <laughs> you, Jackson. What are you gonna do? Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Underneath the suit, Jackson does have his lumen saber, like inside the pore of of this, you know, suit that he's wearing. So basically, he's just getting ready to. As soon as this thing comes close, we can light the lumen saber through the through the pore of the suit and like stab with it. Okay, almost like a a big orange claw coming out of your suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Can you roll uh, brawn for me? Oh, sorry, brawl. Okay, brawl is better. Uh, that is a two. Okay. Um, this thing charges towards you, and you kind of start to ready yourself to tackle it with your uh, Lumino saber. And as it lunges, you ignite the saber, which pierces out as a claw, and you strike into it. Um, it's not a good clean hit. It's not a good hit by any stretch. But again, your Lumino saber seems to deal. It, it's a powerful weapon. It's a, a strong kind of searing weapon. But even even so, it seems to deal especially. Uh, a lot of uh, damage to this thing as it pierces through it, kind of carving it and impaling it, similar to the manner that killed the beast that you are now wearing. Um, it it howls out loudly as it dies, uh, drawing the other few beasts out of the ship to look. I was afraid of that. Seeing you kill this beast, um, they seem to, in their behaviour, uh, seem to defer almost defer to you as the uh the leader of this pack now oh that is not where i thought that was <laughs> okay well uh jackson's gonna sort of rear up on his hind legs mm-hmm. and uh point back at the ship and and growl at them you know rawr, rawr, and, and point at the ship okay just gonna try and send them straight back fucking in there um, oh, four blanks. So uh, that's a three. Um, you roar and indicate towards the ship, and they seem cowed by your murder of the this other beast and head back inside the ship, uh, giving you all a window to escape if you choose to. Ah, I cannot believe that worked. <laughs> oh, fuck, let's get the hell out of here. Good. Thanks for doing that so I can edit that back in later. <laughs> um, the three of you, are, are you going to discard the suit? Uh, Jackson, or keep it? How much does it hamper my movement? Pretty heftily, I would say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then, then, yeah, he's taking it off as we start to, like, GTFO. Yep. So you take your uh, fur suit off, but keep your space suit on as the three of you head yep. back towards uh, your ship, uh, the NTBC, making there without any further incident. Jackson, after you're immediately away from the ship, you're kind of keeping a tight eye on your lifeform detector. Um, and it seems like they stay in the ship and don't uh, pursue. And so you manage to effectively get back to the ship. And you all collectively breathe a sigh of relief that you've escaped this situation. Oh my gosh. Okay, so can I, like, bring the ship up so that it's, like, floating? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, please. 10 metres off the air yep. or something? Please take off as quickly as you fucking can. Absolutely. You guys get, go into kind of low orbit around the planet. Uh, well out of the reach of these beasts. Lily is going to go shower. And there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and clean up your suit, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So is there, I assume there's only one shower on this piece of crap. There is. Yeah. Do you guys want to like roll need to see who gets it first? I mean, Jackson's definitely the sort who will let the others go, but he's just going to like be sitting in a corner somewhere <laughs> to sort of like, you know, wiping his suit that he's still in. 
uh, Roman, you uh, kind of connect the all this information that you pulled from the ship and start uh, decoding it um, as you as you all kind of head away from this place. And you also put together a report to send back uh, to Canos uh, on what you found. Um, looking through all the logs, the first thing you decode is the logs. And listening through them... Well, actually, before you listen to the first one, you notice they're all numbered. Uh, this place was last inspected about two months ago, so you know that mm-hmm. the, the ship kind of been there for that long. Um, you see when the crash was, and after that, there is seemingly at least a few... There's like three or four years of logs, uh, which seems not possible. Diving through them, you start to get the picture of what happened here. This ship crashed... And the people on this ship, the two or three, there were three, the three people that were on this ship uh, found themselves having to survive on this place where they had oxygen but almost no food. They had to forage, like, fruits and nuts and stuff from from the surrounding trees, and it it was almost nothing. And they found themselves in a pretty desperate fight for survival. Um, Eventually, (laughs) you know, interactions, relations between the crew started to sour a bit, and they started to, um, the two of them started to fight against one of them, uh, argue. Uh, and as this got more and more dangerous and hunger got higher, um, they realized that not only were they fighting to survive, there was something on this planet that was hunting them, uh, feeding off of them, trying to feed off of them. These beasts, you put, you connect it together. Um, and it seems that with your, uh, burgeoning knowledge of the practice it seems that as they became more and more prey like um weak and vulnerable uh, around them this forest something manifested a predator in in balance with that and that seems to be the beasts that you uh, fought against they led this bleak final few years of their life somehow over the course of maybe a month or a month and a half in a sped up fight for their own survival that ultimately they ended up losing and that's the scene that you guys stumbled across sorry so you said there were three or four there were three people on the crew yes and and roman presumably told the rest of us this yeah yeah how many dead bodies were there just two you found so we're missing a person yeah uh okay i i have i have two things i want to quickly do first of all uh, Jackson's going to tech the life form detector. <laughs> there are no <laughs> other unexpected life forms on this ship. Okay, thank Christ. So the other thing is, uh, I, I feel like we should, probably should have asked this earlier. Like, is there anything recognizable about this ship? Is it like the sort of ship that Outreach might have, or any other group? Uh, yes, with the information that you guys have collected, and actually with some of the additional uh, information that Lily scrounged up. Um, you're able to find that this ship was from Outreach. Uh, it was delivering uh, things from one port of Outreach to another, um, delivering this this kind of ingredients to make high-end furniture. Um, and somewhere along the way, like uh, something malfunctioned on the ship. You're not able to tell exactly what, but it seems like some engine failure or something led it to crash on its journey. Okay. You're not connected to any of the main outreach systems to allow you to perform any more checks right now, but you can presumably check up on the serial number of the ship when you get back and find out all the final details. Yeah, are we able to radio back to home base at all? Yes, you've sent back a report to home base. Um, 
communication is spotty, especially the further out you get as a kind of, uh, I guess, a precautionary policy. Communication isn't maintained too much in case uh, you guys fall into the unknown and that gives it a kind of vector to uh, jump forward even further. But you are able to kind of send packets of information back and forth fairly reliably. Okay. Um, so you send back the information that you've gathered in your report. And uh, as you're on your way to, to kind of, you guys take basically the rest of the day to just decompress. Uh, this kind of thing doesn't happen very often, uh, but it does happen every once in a while. And so you guys kind of decompress, recover. Um, you get back word from the your, your headquarters, the, the outreach net, and uh, it confirms a few finer details for you. So the ship went missing about three weeks ago, um, was meant to be delivering... Uh, high quality wood that was farmed off of a uh, like a high quality wood farm that is used to sell basically very ornate uh, materials to people who want kind of vintage uh, newly constructed but vintage style wooden furniture uh, disappeared about three weeks ago and um, hadn't been heard of since uh, Jackson is going to uh, turn to Roman and and so say um hey, hey Roman can you compare like time stamps or computer time to like were we in a time bubble just now hmm. or because oh. because this that ship was there for ages okay so i do like a comparison of what like the main time synchronization clocks on our own ones probably the ones that we have on our great links um you guys are still you guys haven't sped up time or anything like that um okay it, however obviously the ship had some distortion to what they're experiencing. Let's make practice rolls. Does it, who wants to kind of figure out what they might be able to discern using their knowledge of the practice? Yeah. Okay. Can we both? I, I definitely think, yeah, Lily would be like looking through like her collected libraries of knowledge, like trying to figure this shit out. Uh, that's a one for uh, Jackson. That's a three for Lily. That's a one for me too. Okay. Um, so Lily, you are able to find something similar to this you you to to the beasts that you saw um we talked before about how animals have become less and less common in modern society um and so as people kind of saw them and got to know like what animals were less and less uh, the general populace you know had less and less experiences with animals and so these kind of heightened ideas of animalistic behavior and what animals were started to emerge um and with that, fears of these animalistic behaviours, um, more a lack of understanding about what an animal was and the idea of this morphing in some areas into raw fury or bestial nature, uh, fight, flight, or fornication, to use the polite term, um, base desires, these kinds of ideas all got warped together uh, in this sense. And so um, this category of other, which is been nicknamed space gorillas by people in the know <laughs> has started to emerge um basically raw expressions of animalistic behavior where people uh manifest these kind of fears of animals and that seems to be what you encountered here um with regards to the time dilation stuff you're not really sure this isn't necessarily associated with space gorilla but uh it does seem that when these people crashed on this ship they basically started to live out their own personal hell of being hunted by animals and it became kind of extended and drawn out over the course of 
uh, their slow demises. Okay. And you send all this in your report back to headquarters. Um, about as you have back and forth with your headquarters, word comes in that you still have a few, a handful of jobs to get to this week. So you are encouraged to not spend too much time thinking about what it is that you saw here. Uh, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm fine with trying to fucking forget it. Honestly, what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, let's carry on. Can I leave a gift for Jackson? So I'm going to assume that I have hidden somewhere like a bottle of scotch, (laughs) but I don't have new ones. So it's like a half drunk bottle of scotch. What a gift. And it has a note on it that says, sorry about the suit plan. P.S. I thought Space Pandas was a way better name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I just leave it in your room. I don't like, I don't do any of the like handing it to you personally or anything. Uh, honestly, Jackson really fucking likes this gift and shares it w- with dinner the next night or whatever. Like, we all actually have it together, but the thought is genuinely appreciated. Um, I'm going to have one more thing play out here, actually, before we wrap up. So, yes, you share your uh, alcohol with dinner. It's a lovely dinner. Uh, your rations seem to taste especially good after all the horrible smells and sensations you've experienced <laughs> that day. Um, and you all unspoken in an unspoken mutual agreement decide to try and sleep as early as you can um lily you head to your dorm and start to fall asleep um waking up every so often to fight off these haunting kind of nightmares of um of being hunted you have this distinct sensation of being hunted that that breaks into a nightmare every so often and you wake up um on the third time, you, as you start to fall asleep, you enter this state that you've entered sometimes before where you feel like you're starting to commune a bit with Athena. And it's not as strong a, com- a communion of like speaking to her, but definitely getting senses, sensations. Um, it starts, the nightmare starts as the previous two this night have, this sensation of being hunted, that slowly fades as you feel yourself enter some form of sanctuary. Um, and you get the sense of Athena being pleased with you for the information that you have gathered, although the the power that you invoked to uh, gather that information and the attention that you invoked from Athena will need to be repaid somehow. And you have the sense that you will, in order to maintain a positive connection with Athena, need to promote uh, the spread of knowledge of and worship of Athena at some point soon to maintain a happy, healthy relationship. Um, and you have this thought as you're in this kind of sensation of sanctuary in your in your dream slash nightmare. And then it departs and you half expect the feeling of being hunted to come back, but it doesn't and you get a restful night of sleep. Hmm. Cool. This episode of Pace was produced from the donations of the Doof Media community. For more, go to doofmedia.com. Thanks everybody for donating to make this show possible. Also, thanks to our players, of course, Elliot, Kippos, and Linus. And, of course, Pace is based on the other setting created by Wildbo. Support him at patreon.com forward slash Wildbo.